You are listening to Fundamentals of Piano Practice, written by Zhuang Zichang, read by Henrik Pantle. Chapter 1 Piano Technique, Part 2 Basic Procedures for Piano Practice, Section 11 Parallel Sets. Now that the left hand CEG chord is satisfactory, try to switch suddenly from the chord to the quadruplet at several different bounce frequencies. You will now have to move the fingers, but keep the finger motions to a minimum. Here again, you will need to incorporate the proper hand and arm motions and see finger and thunder, but that's advanced stuff, so let's backtrack a little. You will be able to switch quickly after you have become proficient with this method, but let's assume that you cannot, so that we can demonstrate a powerful method for solving this very common type of problem. The most basic way to learn how to play a difficult passage is to build it up two notes at a time using the chord attack. In our left-hand CGEG example, we start with the first two notes. A two-note chord attack. Play these two notes as a perfect chord, bouncing your hand and fingers, five and one, together up and down as you did previously with the CEG chord. In order to play these two notes rapidly one after the other, Lower both fingers together, but keep the one finger slightly above the five so that the five lands first. It is just a rapid two-note rolling chord. Since you are bringing both fingers down at once and only delaying one slightly, you can play them as closely as you wish by decreasing the delay. This is how you slow down from infinite speed. Is it possible to play any combination of notes infinitely fast in this way? Of course not. How do we know which ones can be played infinitely fast and which ones can't? In order to answer this question, we need to introduce the concept of parallel play. The above method of lowering fingers together is called parallel play because the fingers are lowered simultaneously, that is, in parallel. A parallel set is a group of notes that can be played as a chord. All parallel sets can be played infinitely fast. The delay between successive fingers is called the phase angle. In a chord, the phase angle is zero for all the fingers. These and related concepts are explained more systematically in part 4, section 2. The highest speed is attained by reducing the phase to the smallest controllable value. This smallest value is approximately equal to the error in your chord playing. In other words, the more accurate your chords, the faster will be your maximum attainable speed. This is why so much space was devoted above to describing how to practice perfect chords. Once you have conquered the CG, you can proceed with the next GE, 1, 3, then EG and finally the GC to complete the quadruplet and conjunction. Then connect them in pairs, etc. to complete the quadruplet. Notice that CGE is also a parallel set. Therefore the quadruplet plus conjunction can be constructed from two parallel sets, 5, 1, 3 and 3, 1, 5. This is a faster way. The general rule for the use of parallel sets is construct the practice segment by using the largest parallel sets possible 
that are consistent with the fingering. Break it up into smaller parallel sets only if the large parallel set is too difficult. If you have difficulty with a particular parallel set, read part 3 section 7 on parallel set exercises. Although, in theory, parallel sets can be played infinitely fast, that doesn't guarantee that you can play that particular parallel set with sufficient speed and control. You can play it only if you have the technique. Therefore, parallel sets can be used to pinpoint your weaknesses. Part 3, Section 7 discusses details of how to practice playing parallel sets and how to quickly acquire technique by their use. After you can play one quadruplet well, practice playing two in succession until you can do that comfortably, then three, etc. Soon you will be able to play as many as you want in succession. When you initially bounce the chord, the hand moved up and down. But in the end, when playing the quadruplets in rapid succession, the hand is fairly stationary, but not rigid. You will also have to add hand motions, more on this later. The second difficult section in Für Elise ends with an arpeggio that is composed of three parallel sets. 1-2-3, 1-3-5 and 4-3-2. First practice each parallel set individually, then add the conjunction, then connect them in pairs, etc. to build up the arpeggio. Now we have the necessary terminology and can summarize the procedure for using the chord attack to scale speed walls. See part 4, section 1 and 2 for discussion of speed walls. Decompose the segment into parallel sets apply the chord attack to these sets and connect the parallel sets to complete the segment. If you cannot play any of the needed parallel sets at nearly infinite speed, you will need the parallel set exercises of parts 3, section 7. Woo! We are done with speed walls. In order for the segment to sound smooth and musical, we need to accomplish two things. First, Control the phase angles accurately and second, connect the parallel sets smoothly. Most of the finger, hand and arm motions described in the references are aimed at accomplishing these two tasks in the most ingenious ways. This is the most direct connection between the concept of parallel sets and the references. Since those subjects are adequately covered in the references, they are only briefly treated here in part 3 Section 4. Therefore, those references are necessary companions to this book. The material given here will get you started. The material in the references is necessary to bring you to the next level of proficiency and musicianship. In order to help you decide which reference you should use, I have provided extremely brief reviews for several of them in the reference section. As you speed up the parallel sets, Experiment with hand rotation, wrist motion up and down, in general lower the wrist when playing the thumb and raise it as we approach the pinky. Pronation, supination, cycling motion, thrust, pull, etc. These are detailed in references and briefly surveyed in part 3, section 4. You will need to read part 3, section 7, in order to know how to use parallel sets to acquire technique quickly. 
The above introduction to parallel play is just an abbreviated description and is in fact a little misleading. The parallel play described above is what is called a face-locked parallel play and is the easiest way to start, but that is not your ultimate goal. In order to acquire technique, you need complete finger independence, not face-locked fingers. Completely independent finger-by-finger -finger play is called serial play. Our objective, therefore, is fast serial play. In the intuitive method, you take a slow serial play and try to speed it up. Parallel play is not an objective in itself, but is the quickest way to fast serial play. These issues are explained in the section on parallel set exercises. The idea of these exercises is to first test whether you can play infinitely fast. You will be surprised to find out that you cannot always do so, even with just two notes. The exercises then provide you with a way to practice only those sets that you need for that technique. You acquire the technique when you can play the parallel set with control over each note at any speed. Of course, proficient parallel play by itself does not guarantee correct play. It just gets you there faster by at least getting you up to speed, so that you have fewer steps to take in order to arrive at the correct motions. That is, even with successful parallel play, you will still need to perform quite a bit of further experimentation in order to be able to manage the whole passage. Because the method described here allows you to try hundreds of trials in minutes, this experimentation can be conducted relatively quickly. If you apply the bar-by-bar bar method, each bar will take less than a second at speed, so in 5 minutes you can practice it 300 times. This is why you can't beat having a good teacher, since she or he can steer you quickly to the correct motions and bypass most of this experimentation. But having a teacher does not mean that you will stop experimenting, just that the experimentation will be more effective. Experimentation should be a constant part of any practice routine. This is another reason why hence separate practice is so valuable. Experimenting is difficult enough hands separate, it is practically impossible hands together. Parallel play does not solve all problems, it solves mainly material containing runs, arpeggios and broken chords. Another major class of problems is jumps. For this, go to part 3, section 7.6.